This is drugs. This is your brain on drugs. Any questions? Swearwolves Horror Podcast, the podcast that discusses all things horror. I'm Brett. I'm David. I'm Alan. Gentlemen, we're back again together for another week of swearwolfy talk. <laughs> Please don't say that ever again. What the fuck? Swearwolfy. I don't know. It just Jesus. popped in my head. I, you know, we're an unscripted podcast. We don't have, we don't ever write down shit we're going to talk about. We just kind of like swearwolfy talk some random wolf speak Dude, i'm gonna hashtag swearwolfy talk and it's wolfie. gonna be if you're Is listening wolfie okay <laughs> wolfie, wolfie's fine dear wolfie. <laughs> wolfie well i can hear him barking um we're back again talking about some of our uh favorite horror movies or horror movies we haven't seen more than likely none of us had seen these two movies not i I'd never seen these. Yeah, neither had I. They were on the watch list. And so you so, picked them. So I picked them. Yeah, and they were a very good combination. Uh, drug culture is kind of where you know they, uh, they intersect. I wanted to watch Bliss, and I was like, well, what could I pair it with? And, uh, you know, David mentioned some. Like, I, I won't mention what David mentioned because we might do it. That would have been a good one. Well, I didn't go with that one because I want to do like an older one. Just to like, I don't know, just kind of a period piece, I guess. Yeah. So I didn't want to do two that were too close together, too close in a lot of aspects. Yeah. And I kind of wanted to save the one that David mentioned for another episode. Cool. So, so you know, I'm going to be bold. I'm going to pick something I've never picked, I've never seen before. Well, and that's what I kind of like. Know? I kind of like about some of your picks, uh, Alan, sometimes is it forces me to watch movies that I had never seen before and probably would have never been on my radar. Mm-hmm. Blue Sunshine is one of them. Yeah. I've never even heard of it. Uh, never heard of it. Never heard of Bliss. And apparently it has a cult following. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, I mean, we'll talk about it. Yeah. So let's let's kind of dive into this movie. Uh, Blue Sunshine came out in 1978. Uh, it was starring Zalman King. Now, does that name ring a bell? For, it does, actually. Does it ring a bell for you? Not for me. Okay. So Zalman King did something called the Red Shoe Diaries. Um it was a movie. He also was really into a lot of that erotica. Like I was going to say, wasn't Red Shoe Diaries like a Skinamax kind of thing or yes. something? Yes. See, I didn't remember him from that. I feel like I he remember created him from that. something oh. else. Um, he also, nine and a half weeks, I think he either wrote or co-wrote or oh. produced or something. Like he was yeah. heavy into Yeah, he was also a director. Erotica. Yeah. yeah. Um, he's passed away, but he did create the Red Shoe Diaries. And I remember when I worked at the video store, like, uh, we had those on the shelf. So Ooh, it was like Zombie right. King's Red Shoe Diaries. And it was like Skinamax. Like, I don't know if they were Mr. I don't know what. The, I never watched them. Yeah, no. Because I was like, what is this bullshit? Like, 
if I want porn, I'll go back into the porn room. <laughs> like we had a porn <laughs> section. <laughs> like, um, but uh, and that was, was like in the seventies when you know that was that was popular. No, well, no, no. It was in Red the 90s. Shoe Diaries was nineties. No, but what I'm saying was his films, like that he was a part of, like like when he started doing some of the erotica stuff. Well, it was popular in that time too. Well, it was like you had like Emmanuel. Yeah, well, I think erotica has always been popular. Yeah. Yeah. Since we, people could draw things, but I'm just saying, I'm just saying that's when that's when you know you had housewives, you had a lot of stay-at-home moms like who weren't working. Yeah, they were watching like, and then like in the right. '90s, they you know they were reading all those like um, those trashy yeah. romance novels yeah, and stuff. With, with it all came Daniel, out of Daniel Steele. It yeah. all came out of like soap operas. <laughs> yes, Fabio. yeah, that's that's what I'm saying. Is where you yeah. know that's yeah. and then he was a part of that. Yeah, and he kind of took it to the next level. Yeah, right. that's what Red Shoe Diaries was. So that's how right. I recognized the name, and I was like, because I was like, who is this guy? When I was watching it, yeah, the name's really almost, familiar. He looked, he looked like one of the guys from Warriors. See, I thought he looked like a combination of Patrick Dempsey and uh, Sean Penn. Yeah, yeah, he looked he did look Sean like Penn. he could be like a Penn brother. Yeah, like related. Yeah, he did, um, but I thought he was the guy from Warriors at first. <laughs> Deborah Winners uh, is in this as well. Okay, who's she? Yeah, see, it's weird because I just I remember that name from something, and I'm looking at what she's done, and like I don't really recognize anything, but like the name Deborah Winners. Yeah, it's it, so generic that it's right. It reminds me of uh, yeah, maybe like Shelly Winners. Maybe. maybe that's who you're thinking of. Maybe Deborah Winger. Um, <laughs> but uh, okay, so basic plot of this movie. Uh, okay, we it, get a lot of false starts in this movie. We do, but I like that. I like the intro. Okay. Yeah, it was weird. The, so it, it annoyed me at first, but then I was like, oh, okay, I, I get what you're doing I like here. it because it's introducing us to all these different characters and, and the situations behind them. Like, um, right. we get introduced to this doctor who's like taking care of this patient and he's getting like these headaches mm-hmm. and he's like, oh, he looks like shit, right? And then even the cancer patient's like, you look like shit. <clears throat> and then we get introduced to this uh, gal who's babysitting her neighbor's kids and she's getting these headaches and they even these little fucking bratty kids. Yeah. Those kids are awful. <laughs> yeah. They pull out her hair. Yeah. Right. And her hair's falling out. Yeah. The babysitter. Yep. yep. And then uh, there's a, and then, oh, and the and wife of the cop, the wife yeah. of the cop. Yeah. She's talking to her. And he has a parrot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And she's talking to her friend. Right. And uh, she's like, yeah, he's been really weird lately. And he comes home and he's all fucking angst ridden. And he's like, Rrr. And yeah. then we see this party, this like cool happening seventies party, right? Yeah. yeah. And it reminded me, this party reminded me of every like ni- late nineteen seventies, early eighties yeah. photo of my parents. Yeah. yeah. Like when they'd go hang out with their friends, and I'd look through their photo book, like yeah. in the late eighties, and I'd yeah. be like, "Who's this?" You can almost smell it. Yeah, and it's like, oh, we're all hanging out by a fire in like this wood paneled yeah. <laughs> room. It's very seventies. Yeah. Like, Kind of an ugly Christmas sweater party. Yeah. yeah. And they're all like, like like that scene in uh, Dumb and Dumber where Jim Carrey's like, <laughs> he's like telling yeah. jokes. <laughs> yeah. Like the first. <laughs> yes. That's the, it has like, scene. it's like a weird performance yeah. because it reminds me of like some of the horror movies from the seventies where like they're just bullshitting. Yeah. And it's like filler. Yeah. So, and then, and then this guy gets up and he's like singing a song. Yeah. yeah he's like crooning. Song. Yeah. But it's almost like not even scripted. Like it's yeah. weird. Yeah. They're you just know? like improvising. They're just like, okay, be yourselves. And they're just kind of like, oh, you know, start singing or whatever. It's, just it's almost like, like a, like a commercial for like Virginia Slims. Or a, <laughs> yeah, it really is. Old style Maybe beer. some uh, like wine coolers <laughs> yeah. or something. Yeah. Seagram's. 
Um, so this guy starts singing and something happens. I forget what exactly he, happens. He grabs one of the other guy's girlfriends and starts like dancing with her. Oh, and he yeah. Pret- like, he kind of moves in like he's going to kiss her. And the guy's like, whoa, 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 buddy. Like, and he like grabs him by the hair for some reason yeah. and pulls his hair right off. It's, it's like, a, it's yeah. a he's wig. got a wig. And yeah. he's bald. Totally bald. Yeah. Except for he's got like some some Jason Voorhees. Like, yeah, a couple strands. little wisps. <laughs> and young Jason, Ari Lehman, Jason Voorhees. And Small tufts. And he runs out of there. Yeah, he's like, no, oh, don't look Oh, he's right. got those psycho eyes. And, yeah. And he looks like, all of a sudden, he looks like a vampire or something. Like, he looks like Nosferatu. He looks gaunt. <laughs> yeah. And then yeah, he, he just out. takes And off. they're just like, what the hell happened? Like, what was that? Like, you know. And then this dude, Zalman King, he's like, I'm going to go look for him. Yeah. Because that's his friend. And yeah. he shoot, and everybody else, like, leaves the party. Yeah. There's, like, three girls that stay behind. Yep. And, uh, yeah, so three girls stay behind, but everybody else leaves, including Zalman King's girlfriend. I think another guy goes to look for him, too, What's right? Zalman King's character's name? Because I want to call him uh, Jerry. 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 So Jerry is our main character throughout this entire movie. And so he goes and looks for this dude, and he um, hears some screaming. Mm-hmm. And, of course, fucking Nosferatu goes back to the <laughs> cabin in the woods, and he takes his chick, and he throws her in the fireplace. Yeah, he burns yeah. her real good. Alive. Yeah. Like he, he I think he them. kills all of them that way. He but kills, yeah. But we see they him. imply it. It's like what? Like the they two cops. Everybody. The two cops are talking. Is like oh, he's like threw three girls in the fireplace. <laughs> <laughs> well, Jerry comes back and he sees it, and and homeboy. <laughs> Jerry comes back and he sees it, and homeboy like freaks the fuck out. Yeah. Like he is so over dramatic. He's yeah. like. <gasps> <gasps> Yeah. <laughs> yes. Like yeah. no no dialogue. Yeah, he yeah. emotes me. He emotes uh something fierce. Yeah, he took an acting class once about emoting. All right, now <laughs> you're scared. Now you're a little bit yeah. angry. <laughs> now you're angry and scared. And confused. Yep. Um yeah, that's the, the script supervisor like, don't forget confused. <laughs> um doesn't the dude come back and attack him? Yeah, so then the dude is all of a sudden in the window again. Dude, and, that was a good jump scare. Oh, that was a good one. Yeah. The it, first time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He pulls he like, does the it curtain twice, back or something. Like, it legit got me. When it yeah, happened, I was yeah. like, Jesus. Yeah. Yeah, there's there's fucking Nosferatu. So then <laughs> they go chasing. They play fucking Chasey Chase through the woods. And they get into a fist fight. And all of a sudden, these, like, truckers. And I think one of them was stoned. Because he was, like, eating a cookie and, like, giggling. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> that guy is stoned. Yeah. Um, but these truckers are driving along. And they hit uh, the... Fucking balls guy. Yep. Yeah. And they get out of the car. Jerry runs away and they're like, fuck, get back here. Yeah, pulls a gun. Yeah. Yeah. The truck, the stone trucker pulls a gun out. And then uh, the ball guy gets up, but then he dies. He falls back down. Mm-hmm. He, he attacks one of the truckers, doesn't he? Yeah, but he, he di- but then he dies. Yeah. But then he dies. He only but gets then up the, for a second. But then the one trucker's like, I'm going to go get the other guy. It's like, what? You're not fucking yeah, law enforcement. Why? You don't know the context of this argument. Yeah, you don't know who the good guy. And and furthermore, the guy who just attacked your friend looks like fucking Nosferatu. <laughs> like, give the benefit of the doubt. Yeah. The guy that doesn't look like a Something's fucking ghoul. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Good point. They didn't want to be held responsible for killing the dude. Yeah, I guess. Um, well, they are the ones who hit him with yeah. their truck. They should have been paying attention. Yeah. So he chases after Jerry, and he, fo- he follows him somehow magically back to this cabin. And... Uh, he they get into a scuffle he shoots at jerry jerry hightails it out of there but they call the cops and they give him the description yeah and, they and when he is. shoots he wings him like he he shoots him in the army grazes him yeah so jerry has to go to the doctor who just so happens to be the doctor from the beginning who was having these headaches who's a friend of his i kind of liked him yeah, yeah i did too he ends up being a good guy 
He's like, yeah. Whoa. He's like, what do you want from me, Jerry? Come on. <laughs> I'm trying to be a doctor. Oh, Jerry. Yeah. Jerry, I got to report this. You know, I got to report this, Jerry. I can't just go giving you a prescription for anything. <laughs> but I can. Next time I'm calling the cops, Jerry. Come on. Yeah. Next time. Like there was a time previous. Like Jerry's like some kind of fucking deviant. No, he's just. Well, a- Jerry was hiding in like his fucking closet in his office. Oh, yeah, yeah like, later on, yeah. He's like, Jerry, what the fuck are you doing What are you in doing closet? in here? Come on. Well, <laughs> cops are after Jerry. Jerry's like, it wasn't me. It was Baldy McBalderson. <laughs> yeah, they think he did it. He's like, he's hiding. He's trying to but hide. But then Jerry yeah. sees, um, and I'm kind of going to speed through this, sure, but sure. Jerry yeah, sees yeah. the newspaper and that the cop from the beginning who had the wife and the parrot and everything, right. he went nuts and killed his family. Right. And in died himself. Yeah. yeah, killed everybody. Even killed the dog the kid. in the beginning, like the neighbor's dog and yeah, the neighbor and the neighbor and himself and yep. his kids. Everybody except for the fucking parrot. Yeah, the parrot yeah. <laughs> that gives us he another jump, to tell the tale. jump scare. So he starts like investigating. Like he starts doing his research. And he research. sees that the guy was bald. Yeah, or something. Right. And he's like, "Hmm, that's weird." So yeah. he puts two and two together, and he's he's thinking some shit's going yeah. on. And meanwhile, like he's still keeping in contact with his girlfriend, and his girlfriend. Like, She's like feeding him information too. Yeah, because mm-hmm. like like after a while she starts realizing like he's telling the truth. Yep. And like she helps him out and stuff like that. The other thing we should note is that the girl who is the babysitter who gets her hair pulled out yeah. and seven headaches also, her ex-husband is running for Congress. Mm-hmm. Right. And so that's kind of a theme throughout this entire thing. Right. Well, Jerry ultimately discovers that they all went to Stanford. Yeah. Ten years ago. Yep. All these people went to Stanford, and so he's like, "Well, but they Jerry all- didn't. Yeah, Jerry went to Cornell, I think. But Did he? The, yeah, but the, uh, his buddies. Yeah, all these people, all these that, people that are, are fucked up. Yep. And so he gets the name of uh, the babysitter uh, because I don't know. He finds out that the Congress, the guy running for Congress, like there was a part there that I wasn't quite sure what happened. Oh, like, he he goes to um, the apartment of the guy from the beginning of the movie, and he sees a photo because that guy was a photographer, right? And he sees a photo of the guy running for Congress on his wall. So he's okay. like, "Oh, he knows." Yeah. Like they knew each other. So yeah, then he's like, "I'm going to go talk to the congressman." Yeah, yeah, and then he goes to a rally, and then and then he finds out who his ex-wife is, and he kind of goes in there. This was a really weird scene, too. Like, they let him into the apartment. They don't know him at all, and they're just like, yeah, <laughs> right. come on in. It's like, yeah. I don't yeah. know. I'm the ex-spouse of a maybe politician. Was, yeah, come in my house. Maybe yeah. strange like, Maybe it's just like the ti- the times or yeah. something. You know? yeah, it's just weird. But she starts going fucking batshit. The one lady was asking him, like, are you a reporter? Are you a cop? You know? Oh, yeah, the neighbor? Yeah, like, she was kind of leery of him. You know. Yeah, because he leaves, and then yeah, he gets a weird vibe. He's like, "Something's yeah. not right. I'm gonna go back." But he kind of like to his credit though, like he kind of bullshitted them too. He was like, "Yeah, I'm a friend of his," or like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah like, he's more new information." Like, he starts just, talking about this LSD, yeah, that mm-hmm. this congressman sold to all these people, yeah, called Blue Sunshine, and uh, they took it back in the '60s, yeah. The politician's bodyguard was also like the football star, yeah, of and that he was class. always wanting LSD. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He was a friend of theirs, um, but uh, the woman's just like, whatever, get the fuck out. So she, he leaves, but then he thinks something's weird. So he goes back up to the apartment while, while he's yeah. going back up, some shit's going down in the apartment. Like the, the, the bratty kids <laughs> yeah. are like, we want hamburgers. We want Twinkies. Dude, I would have thrown those kids off the balcony. <laughs> oh yeah. Those kids are obnoxious. Well, she was about ready to. So she also, she, yeah, she's chasing around bald. with a knife. She's also bald. Yep. Yeah. And and he suspected her too when he went there the first time because like he was looking at the back of her head like <laughs> yeah. yeah he was about ready to rip her wig off right but um anyway 
So he goes and he stops her from killing the kids. And through the scuffle with Balder, Baldy girl, uh, he tosses her off the balcony. Yeah. <laughs> and then that's right when the neighbors who, whose kids these are, uh, the neighbor gal, she comes in and she sees it and she's like, oh, let's get out of here. Yeah. And they blame Jerry for it. It's like, aren't these kids, these fucking asshole kids, they should have been like, hey, she was coming at us with a knife. This guy broke in and yeah. saved our lives. Right. These dumbass kids. Well, meanwhile, the girlfriend, Jerry's girlfriend's working with the cops and she's like, something's up. And she sets a date with the, the fo- fucking yeah, bodyguard. Yeah, the bodyguard, yeah. yeah. And they're going to be at this mall. One thing that this movie <laughs> made me like miss was malls. Yeah. Like this mall had everything. It yeah, had a discotheque. And it had like, I don't know, malls were just so fucking cool back then. <laughs> oh, yeah. they were Back at, in the 70s and they 80s. They were at the peak of their powers. <laughs> I miss those malls. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Now get, it's just like you could buy anything there. A, you could buy an organ, a shotgun, grab a beer. You know what else has a really cool mall scene? Dawn of the Dead. Dawn of the Dead. Blues Brothers. Yeah. Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Another one. Yeah, yeah that was at Metro Center, Metro Center, Phoenix, yeah. Arizona. I, I love watching malls in movies. Oh, also, uh, fucking. Um, Oh, chopping mall. Chopping mall. Yeah, that's a cool mall. Yeah, they had a furniture store. You can buy. Oh yeah. Buy buy coach. The they had a restaurant that Barbara Crampton worked at. <laughs> a paint store. Man, yeah. malls were cool, man. Malls like, were awesome. Man, people. Fucking... Why did we ruin malls? I don't know. <laughs> we need malls back. Because we start because Amazon. That's why. Amazon should start throwing mall. <laughs> Amazon mall. There you go, the Amazon Mall. Am- Amazon Mall. <laughs> Amazon Mall. I don't know. Malmazon. 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 Yeah, something. Something. Barbazon. Yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna be a Barbizon model. Anyway, so they uh, set up the date. So they set up a date to this discotheque because the Congress, the guy running for Congress, is gonna be doing a, a rally. By the way, there's like 13 people at his rally. He's not. not yeah, really that popular. yeah. There's not, more people. There's more people than discotheque. He's not building much steam. <laughs> Did you also think it was weird that the bodyguard, who like we learn has an aversion to loud noises? Well, they all do. They all do. Yeah. But he chooses to go, go to, to a, a disco? discotheque with her. Yeah. yeah, it's pretty fucking lame. Um, but. Uh, he starts freaking out and he starts going Hulk smash yeah. on everybody in the discotheque. Yeah. Yeah. He's a big guy too. He's he looked big, yeah. familiar also, but that's I looked, what I'm saying. Like this movie had just like, I looked him up and I, he wasn't like right. a, anybody. Right. Yeah, he did look familiar. So Jerry comes in and the Congressman's like, I'm going to have you arrested. He's like, where's my bodyguard? Where's Wayne? Wayne, Wayne. He's like, I'll find Wayne for you. He's a, fucking lunatic yeah. <laughs> he's like he runs off to the discotheque and uh he's also got this like uh gun that does like oh uh, yeah dark it's got gun. like a dark oh, gun tranquilizer yeah, tranquilizer and there's this whole fucking scene where he's buying this trank gun where the guy's like you pull it over your head and you slowly, <laughs> slowly bring it down, bring it down. Yeah. and you squeeze you don't pull yeah that guy looked familiar too the <laughs> fucking gun guy he's like because if you if you he's like if you Wow, what did I he can't say? remember what he says. He says some rhyming scheme. Yeah, because yeah. if you slip up or something like that, <laughs> you'll grip up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever he says. If you flip up, you slip up. Yeah, something like that. Something dumb. <laughs> so he's the guy was like 19 years old too. <laughs> yeah, but he was like all passionate about it. Yeah, he was all about it. <laughs> like he was talking about pulling the trigger on that gun, like he was explaining his first blowjob. Like he was like <laughs> that into it. Like he was like, and then yeah, take it in your hand. <laughs> it's like, all right, dude, calm down, relax. So, like, buddy. Jerry repeats it, and then, like, before you know, he's pointing a gun at a cop, and yeah, the cop's just like, Come on, 
Yeah. So anyway, but he's got this dark gun. So he goes to the mall and he's chasing after Wayne and they're like hiding and uh, they're going through like this department store. Oh yeah. Like a Macy's or something. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and he, then he remembers his training. He remembers his training. Wow. Cause then he says the rhyme scheme. He's like, yeah, pull it down. You stroke <laughs> it like a cock. <laughs> if you pull it and too it, quick, it must have oh, quit. <laughs> let's go back to the discotheque. <laughs> it won't spit. Wait a second. We didn't even talk about this at that discotheque. He attacks all the fucking people like dancing. You he talked even, about that. No, but what he did, he picks up a fucking, he picks up a woman and over just his chucks head, her across the room. Like ultimate warrior style and just yeah, throws man. her across the room. It does. He's like a professional wrestler. Yeah, he's, and he's just like throwing people. He's getting dudes in headlocks and just like, like yeah. smash. Yeah. So uh, he shoots Wayne in the neck, and then we get like a we get like a prologue that basically says like blue sunshine was given to these people. Yeah. Wayne is now in an institution. Uh, all these murders in L.A. are associated to that, and there was a hundred people who took this acid from Stanford, and we only know of like five. So yeah. be on the lookout because there's 95 other fucking psychopaths out there who are bald. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so that's pretty much the movie. Uh, there's some really like kind of funny scenes. Like we were talking like when Wayne body slams that chick <laughs> over the top. <laughs> he's like in a battle royal. Yeah. Uh, when he when like that like I said that whole rhyming scheme. I wish I remembered what it was, but yeah. it was like whatever. Um, that yeah. was kind of cool. When when everybody gets their hair ripped off for the first time and they're like. <gasps> Yeah. yeah, they make that surprise face like, Hoo! yeah. Did you notice the score though? It was very like Friday the 13th. Right. Uh, yeah, I thought the music was pretty cool. There was like a lot of like strings mm-hmm. and it was yeah. like, hee, yeah. Hee, hee. Um, that was Charles Gross. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I thought the music was cool. Yeah, the music was cool. I just, uh, it was just like when, when the hair got ripped off, it was like instantaneously like, yeah. it looked like ghouls. Yeah, yeah, like, exactly. Like, like, like how did her whole face change? Yeah. <laughs> she went from looking like an okay looking person to now having buck teeth <laughs> yeah. and like sunken in eyes. She looked creepy though. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. And yeah. same with the fucking crooner ghoul at the beginning. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, this movie was enjoyable. I mean, it was all right. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Alan, why don't you talk about it first? So I, I thought the story was really good. Um, you know, I liked how, you know, they had a lead character and, you know, they're not a cop or a detective, but they're kind of taking us through the film. Like they're, you know, trying to figure out what's going on. And, and you know, we're there with them as the audience. Um, I just think it's a little dated. Mm. You know, there's aspects of it that I don't think have really aged well. No. Um, I think it it could have been made a little bit better, but then again, like they they didn't have much of a budget, just over five hundred five hundred thousand. Yeah, it couldn't have been like a popular mainstream movie even at the I time. I don't think, think so, it no. was. I think it was on the grindhouse circuit. Yeah. Um. You know, it it was one of those you know midnight movies. I mean, it didn't even have anybody with any name. Like Zalman King's like your star, right? That's it. You know, and it's, nobody knows who that guy is except for a bunch of pervs who worked at video stores yeah so i mean you know it's it's in that midnight movie circuit it's in the grindhouse circuit like it it, this isn't a big hollywood movie so i I kept that in mind as i watched it but you know i like the story the acting was really like hit or miss it was mostly miss um what it did suffer from specifically um was really poor editing uh there were some moments where like the babysitter's sitting on the couch with the kids and like the girl's next to her and then she's not and yeah you know there's a lot of like placement issues um, just bad editing and you know that applies to directing too um i didn't like the abrupt ending 
Um, yeah, the ending was really abrupt. It was very and Im- it was incomplete. Like it was silly. incomplete. Like nothing happened to the politician. Yes, exactly. I even wrote that in my notes. Um, like what happened to that guy? Did that guy not take it? Well, no, he did only he go to it. did he go to jail? Like what happened to him? Yeah, like they didn't reveal. Like, did he win the election? Well, what, did he poison the LSD to make it right like, for all these so people? So it was just like, like a lot yeah, of know. you know. I wonder if their budget ran out. You know, that's what it felt like. You know, sometimes that happens to movies where they're or they're just, just like, like we're at ninety pages. We got to like, end this. We we good. You know, I don't even think I don't even think it was that. I just think they were just like I think they were just out of budget. Yeah, maybe. You know, so I think that's why they put the prologue. It was yeah. It was probably had to go <laughs> like, through a lot of rewrites. We don't have an ending, but we do have five beginnings. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so put them all in. So you know, basically, it was cool watching the pieces fall into place. Um, it just didn't tie very well together for me. Um, but really good story. Just could have been a lot better. I give it a two and a half. It's, it's not terrible. Like it's not bad. Um, but it's not, it's not great either, but I can see why it has a cult following, you know, it's dated, but some people like that. And, you know, some people find a charm in it. And there is, there is charm in it. Like I said, I really enjoyed the mall scene. Yeah. And I really enjoyed that. Like, like I said, that party scene at the beginning, I thought that was kind of, uh, funny. Yeah. Um, I, I really liked the opening, as I said, uh, at the the beginning, I liked all those little vignettes, Mm -hmm. uh, to open the film. Yeah. Um, but I like the way they did that too, where they had the moon rising. Yeah. 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 And it was, and the music was great and it was like, and, and they were still doing the credits too. Yeah, exactly. So I thought that was cool. The other thing that I thought was cool was I thought the basic premise was cool, but there needed to be more. And to Alan's point, like, I almost wish, like, I wish they had a bigger budget. I w- yeah. I almost wish like the congressman, like we would have found out like this was his plan and he wanted to create some zombies yes. and he wanted to eventually run for yeah, president yeah, yeah. and all this other kind of shit. And, and we didn't get any of that. Maybe it's implied. Maybe yeah. you could think that that's where it's going, but that's not where it ultimately went. And so I don't like that. And even if they didn't do that, I would have really been satisfied if they had had one of his clients attack him. Yeah, something, maybe some sort of something happens, some sort of resolution. You know, yeah. instead, it you know, it's the secondary character, the big football player, and he wasn't even that big of a character. And he, all of a sudden, he's the big bad at the yeah, end. Yeah, he wasn't. Yeah. He wasn't the main bad guy. No, so. um, I did think it was funny though, as one of the uh, advertisements for the congressman, like his commercial. Uh-huh. He says, "Make America good again." I heard that. Yep, I wrote that <laughs> oh, down yeah. too. I was like, "Oh, that's weird." That was towards the end of the movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah it was. Um, and I was like, "Hmm." Yeah, weird. Fucker. Um, <laughs> but I wonder if he won the election. That's what I want to know. <laughs> so regardless, uh, it was dated, but in a kind of fun way. Yeah. I think it's it's okay to watch. I, uh, I'm i kind of right there with Alan on and everything, and I'm going to give it a two. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it was kind of a little boring at times. Had, like, I, I thought the has, ending was cool, yeah. and I thought the beginning was cool. See, I didn't like the ending. I, well, I mean, like the chase scene and like the discotheque Leading, stuff, yeah, the and the showdown up, at the mall. Right? Yeah, not the not the yeah. abrupt ending, right, right. but I'm talking like the yeah. action stuff at the end. I thought was cool, and the beginning I thought was cool. It's that middle stuff that I kind of was like, and see, out. and here's the thing: the middle stuff I actually enjoyed. I love watching him finding clues. Um, but, but, to, but I guess that goes back to like, if the story would have been good, like what clues he's That's the finding. Thing. I, I think the story was good. Did you like when he went to the, the cop's house and he was like imagining everything that happened? He was like, right. no, yeah, yeah. That no, was, yeah. yeah. And that's typical for the time period. Oh, I thought yeah. the story he was good. He took a good. different drug at Cornell that could get him to like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he could imagine crimes. things. I, I and thought, what was his job? 
Like we never found out what he did as a career. And that's the thing. That's the thing. Like the I would have liked to know more about yeah, Jerry. Yeah, yeah. Right. That's what I'm saying. The story was good. It's the way it was executed that wasn't that great. Yeah. It was, so that's why that's why it struggled a little bit. Yeah. It I thought they had a, a good story, but they <laughs> couldn't tell it. Yeah, and, and 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 maybe there was I mean there was a good concept there, yeah. but it just needed to be fleshed out some more. So it was two for me. Yeah, um, I'm pretty much right there with you guys too. And most of the stuff that I wrote down that I liked and didn't like, it's kind of already been covered. I thought the uh, the music was good. I thought the lead guy was pretty decent. He was a little uh, he was he was a little hammy at times, but it yeah. wasn't bad. He carried the film. Um, there were a couple of jump scares, like I said earlier. I thought the opening scene at the cabin was pretty cool. Like I was actually about ten minutes in, I was like, okay, yeah. I'm. I'm I'm in. All right. Um, I liked the whole '70s feel of the movie. Like, yeah, it was right. dated, but like, I kind of liked. It has that. an offbeat it, charm. Yeah, to yeah, it. yeah. Like the couch that like they're they're on at the right. beginning. Like, I think I had a couch. Exactly. Like that. Right. Like, like you watch kid. this movie and you're like, it's, I had that. Yeah, yeah exactly. It's, it's like this movie's a time capsule. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Yes. most definitely. Um, things I didn't like. Alan, you mentioned the editing. Something that along with that, and this is the first time I think I've, I can think of a movie where I've criticized this is the sound mixing mm-hmm. was weird. So, like, the scene, like, with the fireplace uh, at the beginning, like, the fireplace is super loud in the, the mix. crackling? Yes. Like, yeah, hey, let's yeah. have a loop of, like, a crackling fireplace <laughs> yeah, over and over it's, again. It's just bad budget. And there was stuff, like, I think there was something similar, like, an outside scene where there's crickets and it's, like, super loud. Just thought the mixing just sounded right. really, really strange. Yeah. You, um, you got an ear for that stuff. That's why you could tell. <laughs> but did you, did you, like, I, okay, on that note, when the girl is going insane because the kids are asking for like food and pop tarts yeah. and shit like that, like I thought that was pretty good use of sound. I thought that was cool too because that's the sound is driving her insane, right? And we're yeah. feeling that as the audience, so I thought that was it good. was yeah. okay, but it had was, its moment. But there was even weird things like where somebody was like off camera talking and they would pan the sound like all the way hard left or hard right, like yeah. which you, you don't do that, like, yeah, yeah, like because that's not how ears work, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just like weird stuff like that. I just okay. found jarring. I, I think, like, you made me think of something, and, and it applies to this movie, you know, like the sound editing's off, like the, the cinematography editing is off, like the acting isn't all there. I mean, it's a low budget movie, and it's it, you know, no, but here's the thing though, I, I can appreciate when, like. You can tell that they were taking it seriously. Yeah, though. but you could also tell like these weren't experienced right, filmmakers. Right. Yeah. But you could tell like this was a movie where they they were taking it seriously and it and you know just didn't work. It just didn't yeah. work. But I can appreciate their effort. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And um, I thought some of the supporting actors, uh, their performances were kind of all over the place. Like you guys said, yeah. I thought the ending was very abrupt and weird and I had questions. Yeah. But overall I didn't hate the movie. Uh, so I give it a two and a half also. Yeah. Uh, so that's a two point three three. Yeah, I mean it's decent. It and and it All has right. a it has a cult following. Yeah, I wouldn't I wouldn't not recommend it to people. Yeah, I'd be like, oh, if you haven't seen it, watch it. Especially if you're into that type of film. I think it's one of the I early efforts. I mean, I don't know. I could be wrong, but I mean, I'm thinking of Reefer Madness. But I think this is one of like the early efforts of like killer drug kind of kind of movies. I mean, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I'm thinking of Reefer Madness. Maybe. I'm not sure what else. Maybe. Um, I mean, specifically it's, LSD. Specifically LSD, but yeah, I don't know. It was. So maybe it got the ball rolling for, you know, some other films. I think it was after like all those stories of like, you know, like when you watch Woodstock, yeah. the documentary, and they're yeah. like, don't take the blue acid. <laughs> it's bad. So I wonder. It's bad acid. I think this movie may have 
been more effective at the time it came. I think it scared more people than maybe it would now, you know? Yeah, maybe if, maybe. Any, if anybody saw it. I th- <laughs> yeah, well, for those four people that saw it. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I think it would be an interesting topic to revisit, like, as far as a movie goes, mm-hmm. is to, but but make this better. Like, I think, you know, and I, yeah. again, I've said this before in the podcast, like, I hate saying we should remake movies, but there are movies that you could improve upon and remake and yeah. make them better. And mm-hmm. that's when I think it's necessary. Like you don't remake Jaws. You yeah. remake movies like this. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, so, but that leads us to our next movie. And, and again, kind of this drug culture film topic, uh, bliss killer, which, killer drug topic, <laughs> which came <laughs> out in, uh, 2019, 2019. Okay. I want to talk about this movie, and I want to talk about our opinions on this movie. So to kind of like quickly go through the thing, and then we can backtrack. Mm-hmm. Um, the plot of the movie is there's this uh, young artist who is she's painting. She's like a pretty talented artist, and she's she's basically got like writer's block, like the painter's version of it. Yeah, and she's been commissioned to do this project and she keeps trying to get more time and get more time because she can't get her inspiration. And she's been sober for like 3 months. But she gets dropped by her agent and then the gal who commissioned her for this gallery is like fuck you, you know, yeah, not she's behind her on her calls. rent. She's behind on her rent and she's just like bucket so she wants to go get high so she calls her dealer um he sells her some heroin called uh uh El Di- was it the el diablo yeah el, yeah diablo diablo he's uh, showing her like different different stuff yeah and so well it's not i guess it's cocaine not heroin sorry um yeah, it's and, co- yeah. and she she snorts that she has a wild night and she meets up with her friend and her friend's boyfriend and they have a threesome and then she like blacks out and when she wakes up the next morning there's some of the painting is painted and she's like now inspired. Like, oh shit. But then, then she starts like hallucinating now too, like yeah. more often. And but basically what it is, is like a little bit's been added. And so then she's like, I got to repeat this. Mm-hmm. And so she has another kind of wild night and then she blacks out and like more of the painting. Yeah. So she's trying to get through that. She wants to get this painting done in like three yeah. days. So she's like, if she can just go on this yeah. three day bender, yep. <laughs> she can fucking finish the done. painting. Yeah. Cause her landlord, like on her way out of the building with her friend, you know, he's like, you know, I gave you an extension. You know, she's like trying to like, you know. He gives her like till Monday or something. Yeah. And she's and out on she, her ass. And, and if she can get the painting done. Yeah. She can get the rest of her money and all this kind of shit. Um, but she doesn't, she doesn't seem very responsible at all. No. 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 <laughs> and, and let's come back to some of that stuff. But ultimately, what, what happens is, is she's a, a vampire. She gets turned into a vampire unbeknownst to her. And the drugs aren't what's causing her all this stuff. It's her lust for blood. And when she tastes blood, that's when she gets high off the blood, mm-hmm. so to speak. Yeah. And the drugs are just satiating her until she can get her yeah. next feeding. And it's it's funny because like at first, we think it's the drug. Yeah, and well, we slowly realize with her that she's becoming this. Well, the one girl gives her a drug to counter the Diablo. Yeah. and Right? Yeah. Bliss. Yeah. That's what the drug's called. Yeah. And that's when she starts to like have blood yeah. cravings. So we think this is like it's like about drugs. And the bliss is actually call, causing the blood cravings. Yeah. Yeah. Or so she thinks. Yeah. Well, yeah. anyway, she turns she turns into a fucking vampire and she's got superhuman strength. <laughs> right. She kills fucking Norm. But because she of the drug. <laughs> fucking, <laughs> like Kubiak Norm. from Parker Lewis Can't Lose. She kills uh um 
She kills a, bu- a, a bunch a, of people. A people. She kills and the dude who looks like Zach Galifianakis. Dude, I wrote that yeah, in my but notes that, too. But that, dude, <laughs> but that dude ended up being a vampire also because he comes back. Right. Yeah. And then her girlfriend who like pretty much turned her into a vampire comes and stabs him and he melts away. And then her and her girlfriend fight. She kills the girlfriend. And then she's like dancing around like with all this blood and shit. And she finishes the painting. And then the sun comes out and she burns, blows up. But the painting... She ends up doing that pose, like that Jesus pose, like yeah. with the two fingers up, kind of like there's a famous painting. Like of, a deity. Yeah, of or, like, or like a god or something. Maybe it's like a fucking Buddha or something, like with the two fingers up. But um, And it's all the like bodies that she's killed, like pretty much at her feet, yep. like building her up. And that's the painting. And that's the end of the movie. Okay, so to go back. One thing that I'll say about this movie, and I don't know if you guys had this reaction, this this movie, and I watched this with my wife, um, but she had to leave the room because it gave her so much of a headache. Mm-hmm. Um, they even give a warning. Oh, about all the flashing lights? The yeah. flashing lights, the strobes, uh, the camera angles, yeah. everything. It was just giving her a headache, so she had to leave. Hmm. After I watched this movie and I watched the whole thing, after I watched this movie, I, I felt nauseous. Mm-hmm. Um, it affected my, mm. it affected my like almost like equilibrium. Yeah. Um, I, I walked around for a while and then I was like, I, I got to lay down yeah. and I had to like, just lay down and chill out for a few And you minutes. weren't even on anything, right? Like, like, you when you woke up, was there or... a painting that had been done? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Dead bodies everywhere. No, I wasn't. You woke I up had... and an entire podcast episode had been recorded. <laughs> and, and you could imagine the trip somebody would have if they were doing something. Uh, yes. So I thought that movie was very successful. It was kind of like, um, what, like they knew what they were doing, you know. What train spotting did for me back in, in the <laughs> '90s when I saw it, and and um, Ewan McGregor was like tripping on on heroin, um, like that made me feel like what I would imagine as close as it can be without doing it. Um, this movie kind of did that to me, also. Yeah. Um, also, the amount of drugs that she consumes, oh, she yeah. should be dead. Oh yeah. I Come mean. On. Um, not to mention, okay, the other thing, uh, one thing that bothered me about this movie, this lead actress is the worst actress ever. <laughs> like, she sucks. I didn't think the acting was bad. Oh, but she was so dull on her delivery. She was so, I just like... I her character wasn't interesting. She was so... But she was bland as an actress, and, like, the way she delivered lines, like... There was other people in this movie because because I, I was like okay this is truly an independent film like when you watch this this reminded me a lot of independent films from the nineties like when that was like the big thing mm-hmm. and they were all getting released all these shitty like independent movies were getting released this reminded me of one of those movies like a Parker Posey type movie yeah, yeah. right from the nineties <laughs> um, but in all of those movies like if the lead actor or one of the actors sucked you'd have some actors in that were really good. And maybe they weren't well known. Like that guy who looked like Zach Galifianakis, I thought he did good. Yeah, he was good. The 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 blonde vampire yeah. chick, I thought she was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought the the drug dealer, yeah, like he was really he was cool. Good. Yeah, because um, it felt real at times. I would there, agree. Like, there was times it felt real. Yeah. Like when she was at the club or at parties. Like I've been to parties yeah. where I've been so fucked up that you're like walking sideways. Yeah, yeah. You're and like, all these people are having the conversations around you, and you're right. just like. 
Yeah. And that brought me back to that. And right. I, that was the realism in, in that sense. Yeah. Um, but where the movie picked up for me is when we discovered she was a vampire. Mm-hmm. Agreed. And I think... And the kills? And, and the kills The kills are fantastic. Yeah. And the gore. Right. When gore she was, rips that dude's oh, neck off. Right. Yeah, like a Pez dispenser. <laughs> oh, fuck yeah. 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 I thought that was awesome. When she bites that guy's face off. Yeah. Um, I thought George went, who's in this movie, he right? Bit, he, Norm. She bit his arm. And he had no reaction. Yeah. It was just like... <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I thought, thought that, that was kind of lame, but I, I thought that whole... It's, no, it's George went. I mean, he's <laughs> how old now? Yeah, he's looking... I thought it was cool that he was in this movie, though. It was, it was cool seeing him. Um, But, uh, yeah, so I thought the special effects were really good. Oh, yeah. I thought the story was pretty interesting, the style in which they filmed it, I thought was really interesting. So those are things yeah. that I really mm-hmm. liked about it. But I didn't like the way that the chick acted. What was some memorable moments for you, Alan? Um, well, the kills, definitely. Um, yeah, the visuals were there, too. It, you know, Actually, the visual didn't really affect me at all. Like, I didn't find yeah, I didn't feel or sick like or that. anything. But, no. I, but I could see why other people would be. Um, because they give that warning at the beginning, and and I could tell. If I didn't see a warning at the beginning. There was yeah at the beginning. It talked about like flashing lights, like if you're sensitive yeah, okay. to yeah. sh- uh, strobe lights. I was having stuff. a problem streaming it because it's on Shutter. Yep. And I was having a problem yeah. streaming it, and so like it kept like cutting out. I had a so, couple issues too. So maybe it was because I missed just missed that part. Like I thought it had some humorous moments. Um, I I think Brett, to your point, I liked some of the sub characters. David, you mentioned this too, like the drug dealer and the friend, like they were, I just found them more interesting than the lead. Yeah. Um, yep. you know, I've known people like the lead actress, like her character, not, not talking about the lead actress, not, uh, but the character she played. And they're just like, they're so grating and they're so mm-hmm. annoying. Yeah. You know? And so I had, I didn't really have a lead character to invest in. So it was really just, like I'm watching this movie, like I'm observing what's going on. So like the highlight for me were the kills. Um, other than that, uh, some of the, the, uh, locations in LA, you know, it's gritty LA mm-hmm. yeah. like clubs and stuff, oh, the bars and stuff. Yeah, so, yeah. you know, I love films where they showcase the nightlife of a city and then, you know, it becomes a time capsule. Yeah. It was very sleazy LA. Yeah. So, and, and, you know, those are real places you know, this was an independent film. You know, they went they went around with the camera and they filmed scenes, you know. So uh, those are moments that I enjoyed. What about that music agent? That guy was a fucking douchebag, too. Oh, the art the agent? Yeah. Art, no, agent? the art agent was fine. Oh, oh, the guy at the club? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was fucking grating. Like, the art agent was a douchebag, too. But, yeah. I mean, I could appreciate his character. Yeah, yeah. that but guy the was music a... agent was just, like, and, you know, sleazeball from and hell. It, it's, it's interesting because this film, like, Right off the bat, like it, it, it almost, it's almost like it wants you to hate the lead character. So you don't really have anything to invest in. Cause like there's that scene at the bar where the guy comes like, Oh, you're oh, yeah, I'm, I'm a, like a fan. And she totally blows him off. And she's he's up. like, he's like, I have the magazine cover yeah, of like, this. Fuck off. And then, yeah. And he's like, fuck you. Well, and, and that, it's like totally like, never meet your you. heroes. That's it's, the, yeah. <laughs> but that's the other thing too, is like when she's at the party and she's all fucked up off of that drug, like all night long and she keeps snorting and she keeps, she keeps she's hogging the bathroom and she's um talking. So she has like this monologue where she's like, and I was like, fuck you. And if yeah. I, this is how she delivers her line. And if I ever see his face, I'm going to tell him to fuck off. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> that's how she delivers it. And the, like yeah, not only right. is her character annoying, but her as an actor, yeah. like 
with a different actor, maybe, yes, she'd be equally annoying as a character, but at least she would be like, oh, good performance. You're probably right. I yeah. didn't really pick up on the acting just because I thought I didn't like the character. Yeah. Yeah. I, I noticed things like that because, yeah. like, I don't know. It's it's like she's the villain, but she's the main character, you know? And, like, all the other characters are, like, just victims. Yeah. yeah. Well, there, was- there's no... Like there's no hero, you know that what was I mean? My, that was actually my notes. My main gripe about this movie is that there's no protagonist. Like there's no character you're rooting mm, for. Right. No. Maybe it's, the minor characters, but the, the star of them, the movie is not an yeah. interesting. Even them, character. like her boyfriend that she kills, but then he's also a vampire, right? Yeah. Um, we like he's so boring. Also, like he's like not a protagonist because even at the end, he's like a bad guy. Yeah, he's an asshole. Yeah. Um, the drug dealer, maybe. Like he, he was, was kind of cool, he but they the all come guy. back as you know. Like there's there's nobody to root for. You, yeah, you know? no. Uh, I thought the soundtrack was awesome. It was Steve Moore. No, I, well, the score as well, but the, yeah, great. the Steve Moore score oh, was but it awesome. Had a good, it had good but the soundtrack itself was the awesome. opening credits. Did you guys notice the nod to uh, Videodrome? It says Channel eighty three. Oh and, yeah, yeah. And yeah. it's like Civic TV. Oh, well, yeah. or was it Civic TV? Right in Videodrome. Yeah, I think you're right. Um. Getting back to the music, like I don't like that style of music that they listen to in this. Like it's kind of like it's this a lot of European metal. metal it's like, like punk metal, and there was some like uh, some post punk uh, right. kind of sounding stuff. Yeah, there was, I actually really liked it I, so much. So, but that I liked, but I liked. I was gonna say I liked the songs that they chose for this movie. Yeah, I don't like that music. That's not my music. I taste. went into my Apple Music and added several of the bands. To I think one of them. My I library. Didn't, I didn't look at the soundtrack, but I think one of them was Electric Wizard. I think. Yep, they had one song. Yeah, so yeah. so I recognize them. You're right, David. They had some really good songs in this movie. Um, I I will give it credit for that. That was a highlight. Um, I thought the gore was really cool. The violence, uh, like it took a little while to get going, but once it started, it was like they're the, pretty. The heavy. blood really flowed. Like I said, the last 25 <laughs> minutes of the movie are probably the yeah. most exciting. Yeah. Oh, definitely. And that's when that's when she starts killing, and we start seeing it all. Yeah. Yeah, I also wrote, um, I liked the night, the nightlife kind of vibe, like you said, Alan, the downtown uh, or like Hollywood. Kind it reminds of un- me of this belly. bar. The first bar I went to in uh, when I lived out in LA, I wasn't 21 yet. And my friends snuck me in and I was like, how are we going to sneak in? They're like, you just get in the middle. They'll card the first couple of people and then we'll be backed up and they'll just tell you to go. And I was like, that's not going to work. And these and were totally all older. Worked. I mean, that's exactly what happened. They carted, <laughs> and then they're like, just just go in, because we were awesome. blocking everybody, because they were taking their time to get there. Yeah. Like, just... Oh, let me find my wallet here. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I went in, but it reminded me of this bar, because it was kind of like this dive bar down in, uh, like on Sunset. Yeah. It was it was pretty rad, but those bars reminded me of that. Right. Oh, something else I liked, uh, this is so stupid, but I liked her Death Waltz Records t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I went to Mondo's website and bought it. <laughs> so I was like, I like that shirt. I'm she had a that. Holy Mountain shirt too. <laughs> Anything else that, that I liked that you want to mention or things uh, that you didn't like? I think like? we kind of touched on everything. Um, I, one thing I couldn't really decide if I liked or not was the ending because it was very abrupt where she just exploded. And I was like, well, that was kind of dumb. But yeah. then I was thinking, oh, did she? Because the sun came up. Well, yeah. Yeah, but then I was also thinking, like, is this on a deeper level? Is this movie really more about addiction? And it was, like, symbolic that she succumbed to her yep. addiction and she yeah. OD'd and died. Yeah, right. yeah. I think that's what it ultimately is. Like, I think it is an addiction story um, masqueraded as a vampire story. That's how story I interpreted it. That that's what she's imagining. Yeah. she's so fucked up off of all these drugs that she's done. Yeah. Um, they what, were all users. What we're seeing is not really what happened, so to speak. That could be, right. yeah. Um, that's the way that I look at it. Although I like to think that 
like that gore was cool, you know, like that was yeah. a good, that was a good analogy. There was, a, there was a couple of lines of dialogue that were pretty funny too. Like the art, the woman that like commissioned her or whatever. She's like, you look like 10 pounds of shit yeah. in a five pound bag or something <laughs> like that. I like, I like when she's arguing with, um, I can't remember if it was a friend or the drug, I think it was a drug dealer. And she was like, you got that Diablo? And he's like, are you shitting me? You need some water. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I just, I laughed. <laughs> yeah. Um, so going back to all of the stuff that we said, I'm going to talk about my rating real quick. But um, but yeah, that's that's my impression of the movie is that it's very much like a metaphor for like, don't yeah. do drugs. And <laughs> exactly. it, it was good symbolism used. And what we're seeing isn't really reality. It was like, yes, she just overdosed, but we're seeing like what she imagined in her head. Um, so I'm going to give it three and a half. Mm-hmm. Oh, shit. Um, I actually really dug this movie. I didn't dig it so much that I would give it up into the fours. Mm-hmm. Um, it did make me nauseous, but I did watch the whole thing. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I will say this, the, the caveat on the three and a half is it's mostly on the second half of Correct. the movie. Yeah, I agree. The first half, like literally like the first half of the movie, I was... Like I it's was, kind of a slow burn. Oof. Well, I was, yeah. I was bored. That, that's not always the, a bad thing. The though. first half of the movie though, I was a, like a one, one and a half yes. on this movie. That's, like, right. that's where I was too. And I was like, man, I was like, this is a stinker and it's going to suck because visually I thought it was pretty good, but it was just like kind of... There yeah. was only so many party scenes that I can watch before I'm going to throw up. Yeah. <laughs> because like I said, there, there, it's there. very repetitive. <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah. Especially yeah. In that first half. But the, the second half of the movie or the, at least the last half hour of the movie, I think really hits, hits a home run. Um, and so that, that's what gives me the three and a half. So, gotcha. um, this, I picked up a lot of other movies, uh, from watching this movie. Um, we did an episode where we talked about Maniac, and I compared Maniac to a film called Bad Lieutenant with Harvey Keitel. It's an Abel Ferrara movie. And uh, this movie is much more like that film than Maniac was. Like, it follows this central character, and they owe a debt. And in Bad Lieutenant, Harvey Keitel is a lieutenant, but he's a gambler, and he owes people money, and he's going to get killed. He's freaking out, and he's just a, he's an awful person. It's the most literal title of all time. Because. Yeah, and and it's a very... <laughs> what are we going to call this movie? I don't know, it's a real bad It's a very gritty movie. It's very New York, and it's just like this, where this is in LA, and it's just like, just these gritty places, and he's like altering crime scenes, and he's doing these bad things, and he, and he also has a three-way, and like he's doing coke all the time in his, in his car, and you know, he's going to, you know, so it mirrors that, that's what I liked about this movie was just the grittiness. But in a movie like Bad Lieutenant with a great actor like Harvey Keitel, I find his character more interesting than than her character. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, what was her character's name? Uh, Des. So, Desi. So, Desi. 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 Yeah. So um, I, like I said earlier, I, I had nothing to invest in because she was just such an awful person. And Harvey Keitel played an awful person too, but the way Harvey Keitel delivered, and he's a great actor, the way he delivered that character, it was interesting. He was an awful character, but it was interesting. I just didn't get that from from this film. Now, some of the other characters were great, um, and there were lots of visuals. It reminded me of like Suspiria, Dario Argento, mm-hmm. with the colors. Yeah, it was yeah. very much influenced I yeah. think, by those guys. And so it, it reminded me a little of like Panos Cosmatos, who did Mandy. Yeah. 
I was going to say the same Beyond the Black Rainbow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but those were better stories. Yeah. This one didn't really have much of a story to it, but like you guys said, it really picked up with some of the visuals and the scenes and the, you know, the kills. Um, I just thought the story was thin, good editing, cinematography. I didn't really think the sound editing was that great, David, because like, you know, they're, they're in, they're in a bar and like, I guess I'm not supposed to hear exactly what they're saying because the background's really Mm -hmm. loud. The music's really loud. So you know, I'd like to hear what they're saying. I, I get that they're trying to, you know, keep it, make it atmospheric, make it atmospheric. And you know, they're in the environment. So, um, I give it a three. I thought it could have been much better. Uh, really cool opening credits. You know, it had some, some moments where I kind of laughed, um, because I've known people like this. I just, I just think it could have been a much better story. Hmm. It, It was more visual and more, you know, it had the look, but there's other films like it that are much better yeah. actors, much better stories, but it's still solid. I give it a three. I gave it a three. <laughs> Is that all you're going to say? <laughs> Everything's been said. I mean, we, every, I think we've said uh, several times. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm no, 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 sorry. No, 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 no. I'm just I'm saying sorry. like, we, we, we got this. <laughs> we got it. I, I really, I liked this movie more than I thought I would. Um, like we all said, the second half really picks up. And uh, yeah, I I would watch this movie again. It was interesting. Yeah, and I I probably won't watch this movie again, (laughs) but I will recommend that people watch it. I will put that caveat out there, though. If you have sensitive like stomach or anything like that. I would watch the second half of this movie again. Yeah. (laughs) Those visuals I can can handle. It's the beginning. It's this drug-induced like party scenes that really just got me. And and like I said, my wife had to bail, but she was in the like, like the other room. And like doing something, and every once in a while she'd come and peek in because yeah. she wanted she wanted to see what was going on. Mm-hmm, I think right. she was interested enough. Did she come back and finish it? She watched it from like she was in the kitchen and I was in the living room, and yeah. so she was kind of like preparing dinner or whatever, and she was like looking back and forth. Right. Um. So I, and something would happen, and I'd be like, "Oh shit!" Like when she ripped that guy's head off. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. it had its moments yeah. for sure. Yep. Um. <laughs> so. So that's uh, 3.2... 3.17. 3.17. Um, so uh, if you've seen this movie or if you've seen Blue Sunshine, which, hey, that would make seven Welcome of us. Welcome to the club. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, please drop us a line. You can contact us many different ways. Yeah, meet us at the club. Yep. Yeah. No, uh, if you're on social media, you can find us on Instagram as the Swearwolves Podcast. Uh, we are on Twitter, Facebook, and the Slasher app as the Swearwolves we have the Swearwolves YouTube channel. Uh, you can go to theswearwolves.com or you can email us directly at swearwolvespodcast at gmail.com. So for the Swearwolves this week, I'm Brett. I'm David. I'm Alan. And fuck Trump. Fuck Trump. <laughs> yeah. Fuck him. <laughs>
fucking pissed. As soon as I hit the record button, she took a piss. Hold on. Ugh. When your leader is a fuck up, like our president, <laughs> I should run for president. You there should. You go. I won't. Let's we'll start a campaign. I won't not vote for you. <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> I was thinking about putting you in my cabinet. <laughs> I just want to record. Can I come to the White House and record this podcast? Okay. It's from the Oval Office. <laughs> Welcome to this where I'm calling it. We're live from the Oval Office. Alright. You ready? Yeah, I'd be I'd be smoking weed with like world leaders. It'd be dope. Shit, yeah. Yeah, serious. You are the perfect drug. The perfect drug. The perfect drug. That's how you get shit done. <laughs> oh, Bill Clinton was smoking weed in the White House. Totally. Mm-hmm. Smoking totally. cigars with girls' vaginas. Yeah, if he's shoving cigars up chicks' twats, he's smoking a fucking spliff. <laughs> he's lighting up a spliff. Yeah. He's playing that sax in his fucking boxers. <laughs> he's, uh, yeah, he's playing the Lost Boys song. Totally. <laughs> Gyrating. I still believe. <laughs> Are we recording? Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh. Whenever you're ready. All right, I'm ready. <clears throat> Blue Sunshine and Bliss. Okay. No, I mother said she found it in your closet. I don't know. One of the guys was... Lost the what? Look, Dad, it's Where not... Where did you get it? Dad, Answer I... me. Who taught you how to do this stuff? You, all right? I learned it by watching you. Parents who use drugs have children who use drugs. 